Welcome to another episode of the New Vision Podcast. Today I'm joined by Zara McCaskey, founder of Love Bites Barbados and Gold Cap. We're going to be speaking about her business and how the pandemic has impacted her and the changes she has had to make in order to try to be as successful as possible. Let's get into it. to be joined today by a entrepreneur and what she may well become a serial entrepreneur as well um she is the founder of love bites barbados hi zara how, how is it going hi i'm fine and um i know you probably don't know but i'm also the founder of a company called gold cap which is also a swim club mm-hmm. and a cross training multidiscipline sports club and, and and how how long have, have both of those been in in operation? Well, Love Bites was in operation from twenty fourteen, and GoCat was in operation from twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so seven seven and three years. Yeah, just about. So so how has business been for you? I guess over the last eighteen months, and and, and what have you been working on recently? You know, a lot of business owners might not be straight up about certain things, but for me, it's been rough. And I'm not going to tell any later. Um, COVID closing, um, the country down. I know it came late in terms of coming to us probably 2020 in March. Um, it really did have an effect on the business. Um, while, we are, we're, while we were on quarantine, I actually had the opportunity to stay open as a bakery. So at least there was that. And um, I took that to my, I used that to my advantage. So I pushed as much as I could, although it was not the same in terms of the turnover sales as it would have been the previous summer. At least I still had that opportunity to stay open. And after shutting down two or three more times, in Barbados, it, it was kind of ridiculous, and it did it did um drop a lot of my sales. It did cause a a crack in my business. And if I don't adjust, or if I don't, if any business owner in this time does not adjust, it's going to be issues. But at the end of the day, a lot a lot of businesses have suffered through a lot worse than this and they have come out successful and a lot of them have been birthed in in times like these so it's just to use it to my advantage and and that's the most important thing that's definitely the case and um the great depression founded some long-lasting businesses some of which are still around actually so if you can get through a time such as this you're definitely going to prosper when it's in, in in slightly easier times and that that is definitely for sure. And I want to ask, um, so how how did you get started with your your business, and uh, what's really the origin story for you as a business person? Well, my business actually actually started um while I was on the hustle as a, as a kid, as a young child. Um, I would buy snacks and I would I would sell them, you know, for the dollar to dollar profit of each snack. And that's actually where my business life started. And my mother also owned a restaurant, and she and I always 
bonded when we were in the kitchen together, baking or doing some kind of dessert. And that's where it started, actually. Um, a family friend actually ordered a cheesecake, and I hated cheesecake until this time um, that I baked it. And from there, that was my first sale. I will never forget it, um, especially the person who bought it. Her name is Tracy. Thanks to her, Love Bites have been birthed. And, you know, I, I started from there and started to sell at school, started to sell my cheesecakes. And thankfully, the teachers were on my side. The students, of course, were also on my, on my side. I always send an appreciation mm-hmm. to them every once in a while. Um, but that's, that's where it started, you know, at school and, and pushing. And thanks to all my supporters, you know, keeping me going. And in terms of that, um, you you mentioned earlier uh, about the the lockdowns and so on. So, what what have been some of the things you've you've had to try over the the past sixteen eighteen months or so? You know, I've been working on something very very special. I have not dropped it as yet, but it is going to change the game. Um, it's not going to be the regular. Um, purchase online and have it delivered to you also although that's a very good um option when it comes to being in Barbados and being on lockdown because we don't have much of a delivery system or an online um, purchasing system for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So use that to my advantage but that we use I use that to my advantage. Although I had that in in um in existence before COVID did hit. But my main focus now is is on that something that is very very special, and I I hope to bring it to you guys within the next two months, and you guys will know what it is when it drops. But that's on on the download for now. <laughs> well, I, I guess that's um what we wanted first um to to know about it. Uh, whoever's listening to the podcast, <laughs> um, but what, what who who would you say really inspires you? I, I know your your mom obviously inspires you. She she's uh, someone who's worked in in a similar um, industry, but uh, who who really inspires you? You would say, yeah. So you know, I keep looking at businesses who succeeded and have um, created tra- uh, franchises and have repeated their their business model. And there there are a couple here in Barbados, from Zan Shafat, everybody you know knows who Shafat is and by notion know who Crumbs Bakery is. But in terms of internationally, I look at places like Starbucks and I, I see how their business model is, not necessarily the products and all that, but at least how it functions as a company. And they have they have a company that is very um is very to the is is I don't want to say customizable but the fact that how they relate to their their um employees is totally different to how they relate here in the region and that's very unfortunate to say. But having a team I think is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's that's why I look to those outside of Barbados, um, in terms of the large companies because I find that that's very inspiring to see how they value their employees. And I personally know how it's done because I have a friend who actually worked up his way in two different companies in the U.S. And how he explains and, and tells me the ins and outs of his experience within those companies, it, you know, it inspires me to create a team of my own that 
you know, wants to come to work, wants to be here, doesn't feel like is is like slave. They're slaving their days throughout. I really don't want those for like when I build my company and I have employees. I really don't want that, and that's one of the reasons why they inspire me. You know. I I would I would say that um in terms of businesses that are really have done well in terms of expanding with. With COVID and pre-COVID, it is definitely crumbs. That would be a, a good example of one that has really um, taken up the the mantle of you know pushing forward. I, I find in the Caribbean we can be too comfortable with just being a small business, and 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 so I have I'm ambivalent about the small business association and things of that nature, just because I think it can. I know there are different sizes of businesses, and they always will be, but. I think we can sometimes limit ourselves and just see ourselves as small and there's, there's nothing really progressing into the multi-million dollars in revenue and so on, which which we can do. And, and we do have the potential. It's just we just need to understand how to do it and, you know, just speak to the right persons. Definitely, definitely. Um, and there, there are billion-dollar industries in, in all different types of sectors, so I, I don't think... Uh, just because we're a small island, that means we 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 can't have companies that are market leaders in not just the Caribbean, Latin America, uh, uh, globally yeah. as well. Yeah. So, in terms of the state of black wealth ownership in Barbados, how would you say that that is in in your view at the moment? Would you say how would you say that that's first part of the question? But then, would you Say for say your peers, people you've gone gone to school with, uh, and so on, people that are in your age range, are they more into innovating and and starting businesses? Is it a case that it is more a needs must, like they're not decent paying jobs out here and they're doing it, or is it that they they just want to build their own and chart their own path? Complicated question because it's like two or three parts to it, but. Tackle it. Yeah, I can try to answer um, as much as possible. Um, for me, going to school, with, especially a lot of persons who have been around me, not necessarily only at school, but persons that I have met along my journey, they I find them to be, there's a portion of them who are very, very outgoing and would love to, either would love to start or create their own path or have done that. The ones who have done that, they have been successful, but have so much longer to go, just like me. So, I mean, there, there's a, there's two sides to the coin, as you know. The ones who took the traditional way to continue school and do certain things and go and get a nine to five job. I mean, look at life now; like it's such a high unemployment rate, and that's very unfortunate. Um. But I find that in this generation, um, I'm reading upon it recently, Generation Z, which was born in the, in the recession. It, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to, where to start because we don't have as much. I don't want to say we don't have as much opportunities because technology has given us that um, that open space to grow and build. But it's all about guidance and, and the generation above us who has paved the way. Is either we gotta start from scratch or we don't, and I I really like. Is either you gotta go all out 
or you're just gonna be here not surviving just going day by day and I am I have been very blessed to to meet a a few of the very successful persons across the island um who have been in my generation and you know a few of them do inspire me in the same Jordan English he and I have actually um shared some experiences together and I see him doing some stuff and he doing very well. Also Tashan who owns Pretty Girl Swag she literally created a salon for persons who want to come in and, and, and make their own money as well and build a team, a very successful team at that. So I think there are a few persons who decided to take that um that direction to pave their own way. Um it might be a lot more challenging, but was life without risk. No reward, no risk, no reward. So I mean there is that. And on the flip side, there are few who have success, who has successfully made it in terms of the corporate industry. And um, I, I, I think you just asked me about what what can be done to improve matters over the next decade, or at least that's part of the question I have. Um, but you know, in terms of COVID and how things have been, I don't know how that is gonna. How that's going to affect us. I guess we just got to live it day by day. Another friend of mine, Brittany, who's also an entrepreneur, I spoke to her the other day. She owns Iridescent. And, you know, she said, you know, just keep going because at the end of the day, if God wants us to be patient, then we just got to be patient. And there's times and moments in business where you either got to be push, you either got to be patient or you have to push. And I think this is a time where we don't have a choice but to be patient. You know, we could readjust, we could do certain things, we could develop um new business strategies by the end of the day we, we might do have we might have to be patient. And if we do, then just be patient. I know it's a hard thing to do, especially for entrepreneurs like us, because we always going, we always doing something. We always doing something different. So I mean you, you some generation got to start and pave the way for wealth. You know, and if if that has to be us and we have to go through this, if it has to be us and we have to go through this, then so be it. But we got to start somewhere. I mean, I know that our works may not be in vain. They are not in vain because in the next decade, you're going to see results. If we put in five days, if we put in five years, you're going to see results. It's just how much work you put in. How smart you are, because it's not about working hard; it's about working smart. So I do believe that we are on the path of creating wealth. Um, it does have to start with some with with somebody, and I think the few persons that I've met, um, in the entrepreneurship world, we are making a difference, and I'm proud of that. Well, I definitely think that every single day that you you put in. At the end, they ultimately get it out, even if it's not in the time period you would like to see the results return. But I, I would say from, from speaking to my elders, um, a, a big problem we've had in, in terms of black wealth creation, and I make no apologies about that. If people think that's divisive, that is fine. Um, we are 90% plus black country. Um, but f- f- in terms of black wealth creation, we've had some some great Black businessmen and women over the years, 
And I know one of the common refrains I've heard is that, um, especially going back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, persons would have done very well in different businesses, but then the end goal really was to get their children, their sons and daughters into these quote-unquote high-class professions, lawyers, doctors, bank managers, et cetera, et cetera. And no one managed the business for the next generation because it was perceived that that was not really something that was, you know, a high social status kind of thing. Maybe the business was not in something that was, you know, like, I guess, running a bank. But then those businesses have died. And, and thus, wealth creation has, even though obviously assets were generated from that, wealth creation in terms of business ownership died. And I, I think that is a problem in the, in the Black community. You look at other cultures, not just here, but globally, they don't operate like that. They, they, they have someone, it's got four children, you got someone, at least one or two children are in there learning the business from jump, from six, seven, eight years old. I believe, and I think, I think one of the biggest issues is the sustainability in Barbados, not only um, in, in, in black ownership companies, but in terms of like the same vegetation, let's say somebody goes in the back of their yard, a family goes back in the back of their yard and they start planting stuff. The, it should be passed on throughout the family. Don't, don't let the grandmother or the granddad die and you don't continue planting. You don't continue keeping that in the back. There's sustainability. It's all about that, and and if we don't, we're not able to maintain something that we do start. It's all in vain because it's just gonna run all the way down. And I think that's something that we really need to focus on because we we as black people we do have the potential to push and create businesses that persons have never you know thought of or 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 wondered about. And I believe that us having that potential, if we mix that with sustainability and maintenance, we, we, they can't stop us. And that's something that we can focus on in the next decade. I couldn't agree any, any more with that. And what, what I would add is that you can't catch up to someone that has been running a 400 meter and is at 380. Um, that's just not going to happen unless they drop down. And that is essentially what we're, most of us are doing. Um, that are competing against other races in our own country as well as uh, globally, because this is a global competition. It's not just Barbados or the Caribbean. But we, we need to have legacy where things are passed down and things are built up from whatever you, you have. So if you have are blessed with five talents, you in your generation, you're the steward of that and you turn it into 10. Leave the 10, they turn it into 25. 25 goes to 70. And that, that's how really you build. But I think too many of us in the, our community have a very short term me, 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 me thing. And it, it, we don't really get anywhere like that. Some, some um, generation or some person is going to have to say, well, I'm not necessarily going to live the life ideally I might want to live. But my duty is to my family and building something uh, long term and, and that could last maybe 200 years, 300 years, whatever. And that's just what I'm going to do. Uh, but too much of us, I find, is, well, my career, I want to go into medicine. It's like, cool, but, you know, the family business dies. Was it worth it? I would say no. But far be it for me, we don't live in a communist country where you could just dictate certain things, and nor would I wish to. So it is what it is. But I just find it sad that a lot of businesses in the black community 
um, is a one generation type of setup and you don't really get too far operating like that. I agree. So I want to um, touch on failures. Many entrepreneurs don't like to speak on it, um, openly especially, but um, what would you say has been your biggest failure so far and, and how did you learn from it or what did you did you innovate or do differently out of that? Well, I can speak openly about mine because I actually planning to do a YouTube video on the expansion of it, but I'll give you one. Um, I'll say one of my lessons was actually me planning my business and, and going day to day because I'm not type of person to think on the spot. And I like to do things, I don't want to say when I feel like, but I don't know, I, as, as a creative, I have this ability to just do things in the moment. Um, so when I think about something or if something goes wrong, I'll create or adjust quickly. And I think one of my biggest lessons is to actually plan. And sometimes planning makes me feel as though I am boxed in. Um, and that's one of the reasons I guess I never decided to plan, but creating an exit strategy and you just touched on it too. The fact that you have generations that go by and, and there's nobody else in the business. And it, I mean, I'm still young, but, um, having no one else there, having that exit strategy in place, there is, there isn't a, you know, like, a plan after like 10 years later after you build a business then what and I think that's one of my biggest lessons because I'm at that place now where I need to know what's my next step because funny enough love but this is not my only company and it's not and it's it's taken so much of my time and my energy and I love doing what I do but I can no longer put a hundred percent in it if I want to build other companies so I, I would say exit strategy is a very big, um, a very, very, very big uh, section of your plan in terms of building a business or even starting a business. Um, I've heard it before. People say, don't go into business. and don't know your exit strategy. But I ain't studying there like that. Like a young, like looking to make money. As you say, sometimes it's feel like this no, 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 no thing. But you aren't thinking. 10 years down the road. Listen, seven years passed, but it's so quick. I want to know where seven years gone. I do exactly. not have a clue where seven years gone. And I need to have an exit strategy. So that's one of my lessons I deal with now. And anybody listening that knows starting a business, I have been in business for two years, three years, go and figure out what's your exit strategy. Like you could still own the business and all that, but you need to understand how you can be exiting. <laughs> Because it's a real, it's a real issue if you let it, if you just wait and you know. Yeah, your exit, your exit strategy might be deaf, but then the business might fail because you don't plan well. And I think one of the the major things of a good leader, I, I don't want to get into maybe tangential things, but I think if for people who follow football, Manchester United, Alex Ferguson, terrific coach, fantastic, fantastic. Now, some people, not the Mayu fans are, are a crazy lot, but um, some people might disagree with it. But if you look at the succession planning for that, poor, poor. He, he was a great leader for the 25, 30 years he was a steward of the club.
But then after, what came? So I think one of the, the big and most underappreciated things about a leader is succession planning. Now, if you look at a company like Apple, that's a complete polar opposite to the Manchester United I'm speaking, I was referencing. Or if we will see now with Amazon, now that Jeff Bezos is transitioned out to focus on getting to Mars or wherever he's up to, we will see how that works without him there as the, the steward of the, the ship. But succession planning, which is a part of an exit strategy, is very, 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 very important in any business because one man cannot be the captain forever. Unfortunately, as good as you are and as brilliant as you might be, at some point, the innings of your life will end. So it's either you, you're transitioning into focusing on different things, you're doing a charity or another business or whatever, or you're, you're dead and someone else has to run the business or it just, you know, closes down. You might say forever, but I'm saying period, like no man is an island. Like you, you may be able to run your business, build it, or whatever, being the sole person running it. But having a team, there's nothing, there is nothing better than having a team when it comes to business. Like yeah, you gotta choose a team wisely and all that, but don't let anybody deter you in saying, oh, don't let, don't trust this body or don't trust that body. If you start that way, it gonna end bad. You gotta be able to build a team that you know you could rely on, you could trust. And all that is dependent on you. So just choose ways. You don't let anybody turn you away or turn you off of building a team. These new times, these new ages, like just build a team and, and you know, don't feel as though you got to do everything yourself because that's where your stomach growth to. You got to be able to, you know, work with other people and learn from other people. Never stop learning. Always network. Always. Most definitely networking is underrated and is one thing that older persons that start a business, maybe in their 30s or 40s, have heard comment on being a significant advantage of that. They've built a network through the work they've done, the career they've had, and that that's definitely in no doubt, even for if you were just not starting about entrepreneurship and more about career development moving forward, that's, that's absolutely critical. Um, one, one thing I would mention that um, might be uncomfortable for some founders or persons that have launched a business to accept or think about is that there are several stages of a business and um, it might not apply as much to a Barbadian context in, in most of our type of businesses because most of the businesses we have are not, um, I would say, as scalable as maybe other types of businesses, say in technology or fintech or something like that. Um, but sometimes a good leader for a startup of a business to get it off the ground is not the best person to lead the business going forward in the, the growth stage or, or in the stage where it's in stability and you might need someone that is more a managerial type rather than someone that is a, a highly creative with a lot of different ideas. So that, that that's one thing to bear in mind. Now, that don't mean that you might not be filthy rich out of that exit, but, you know, sometimes... The best leaders know that I am not the best person for the job going forward because it's a different phase of the business is my baby, but I got to step back. And, you know, like if you literally had to chill, you, you, you have to let them, you know, spread their wings and, and go about their business. So that's just one thing to, to bear in mind is just the different life cycles of a business can sometimes mean you have to or should be stepping back from the, the business, uh, especially on the day-to-day -day side of things. Yeah.
So I want to close by asking, what's next for Love Bites? Um, so as I mentioned earlier, um, there is something we're going to drop in the next couple of months. Here in August, though, we have a 50% off sale. It's a large bait sale for this summer. So today being August 1st, I'm not sure when this is going to be out, though, but you have the entire of August to go and order online and get 50% off all our cakes. So that's going to be for the entire month of August? Yep, from beginning to end. Uh, well, should have had it for my um, um, late mother's um, birthday as well in September, but um, one whole month to to get those orders in. Uh, this is actually going to come out, I believe, in early September. So if you're listening to this, you maybe have missed it if you haven't been following our social media or Love Bites Barbados. But continue <laughs> to support. We are going to get through this together by supporting the businesses, early startups, small, medium-sized, whatever. We, we are going to get through it together only by continuing to support um, each other and uh, big and small. So really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Can you tell everyone where, where they can find you online? I know, I know you have a, a swim business as well, but can, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Okay, so you guys could find me at Love Bites in Paradise or at Gold, Gold Cap Club. That's G-O-L-D-C-A-P-C-L-U-P. C-L-U-B, sorry. Gold Cap Club. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for, for coming on the show, Zara. Um, it's been a tough time for most of us over the last year and a half. Some businesses have been doing fantastically, Amazon, but for most of the rest of us, um, it's been a, a tough road. But I really want to thank you for coming on the, the show and hope that you can continue to grow and that things in terms of the vaccination rates and so on would allow your business to have some more certainty going forward from here. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Thank you again. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the New Vision Podcast. Of course, you can download any episode from your favorite platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many of your other favorite platforms. We really appreciate if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, obviously, this really helps with the algorithm. And we would also appreciate if you have any feedback or commentary and you would like to even ask us a question as well. You can leave that through the Anchor voice messages feature. Alternatively, if you don't have Anchor, you can get in touch with us on Instagram or on Twitter. Until next time.